0: I'm Maddie
1: And I am Ryan Pagella, And
0: this is the Mutant Ages Oh, are we saying our last names now? Okay, Yeah, we I'm are. Maddie Myers
1: And I am Ryan Hello. Pagella, And this Welcome is the Mutant the Ages
0: <laughs> This is a very serious podcast. show Where we talk about the X-Men every week And how homosexual they are I don't know how to make this formal I don't know how to do this um, Anyway, this is a listener feedback episode Back when we were young
1: Listeners know what they're here for so it's not like they're here few- to
0: hear about wolverine they're here yeah. to hear about how gay they're here he is. they're here to hear
1: <laughs> they, they are here to hear i can't believe i just said that they are here to listen oh to God. us talk about the x-men and every adaptation of the x-men and who's fucking who yeah the end Yep. And as Batty said, it's a reader mail episode. So there's no previously on. There's no nothing.
0: I mean, the previously on needs to happen when we get to the second half of the reader mail episode where we talk about the fan fiction that we're writing, where we're mutants. That right. happens then. But for now, yes. we're just gonna we're gonna read some emails, we're gonna read some tweets, we're gonna read some Discord messages, and we're gonna answer some questions.
1: I will open this up by reading the first one.
0: <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Let's start with the well, first one.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> it's a morning, guys. Hi, we are having welcome, a good day. Welcome to... It, it actually feels like... Insomniacs in the morning today it well, it's really also does. It's been
0: two weeks since we recorded So I feel like I'm like Extra oh, right. hyper okay, so and like excited to Record and stuff because that we're is like true. Finally talking again
1: Well that's because Maddie had to move how's your new place
0: I love it so much It's huge it's awesome My room is probably a little bit more echoey than it used to be Apologies I'm still like trying to Pad it out and get a bigger rug and stuff but... It's
1: alright it's better than my house Which has no rugs or padding <laughs> I
0: know. Ryan's, Ryan's house is very echoey but yeah, no, I love well, this place. One day
1: when I have an office, I will do that, but this is my living room and I don't really like rugs, so mm-hmm. I'm like, no, and now this now is how Dina it is.
0: lives with me and she knows that I'm gonna be screaming about X Men every Sunday, so she's probably in the kitchen listening to me right now. Right,
1: and also <laughs> video games every Tuesday.
0: She does. She already she already had to live through that this past Tuesday. People don't even know triple click records on Tuesdays, so they probably have no idea what you're talking about. Well that's anyway, true. If this
1: if we're off the that's I, my I personal also,
0: life. Why are we talking about this? Let's let's do a reader man. i
1: asked about that and i'm also going to follow it up with that i was in new jersey for the opening of six you flags were. great adventure
0: it looks really fun people should check out your youtube channel and your instagram they
1: should it's all up there but i want to make mention that they have a ride there that's called the superman which is different from the one that we have in six flags new england where it's a roller coaster that's just really tall and goes fast mm-hmm. this one i didn't even know it existed but everyone said has said to me over the years you want to ride this because." They strap you in like it's a regular roller coaster, <laughs> yep. but they also strap in your legs, so you're okay. getting strapped over at the shoulder press and the legs. And then when it starts, because it's a hanging roller coaster, it oh. lifts up and then it tilts you, so you're belly flopping and flying like oh Superman, my God. What? which what? was kind of terrifying, but yes! it was so cool. And it also made me feel like Rogue, which is the reason why yeah, I wanted to bring that up. Yeah,
0: that sounds so It was so like cool. this is what Rogue
1: or or Archangel feels like, and it's yeah. it was really an experience that i have not had before so why isn't the roller coaster really cool. called
0: the rogue is it because she's not as popular as superman that can't be i mean it.
1: it's also because six flags owns the rights to those characters Listen, and not Disney. I don't care.
0: <laughs> it's not important
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's my story now we will go to the reader mail okay. this is wow well, this is going to be a fucking episode I know. all right <laughs> so uh, today our first reader mail is from elliot who writes in hey y'all I've been reading through the history of the X-Men on Marvel Unlimited and just got to the Peter Milligan issues of X-Men, which is about 2005-ish. And it got me thinking, what are some of the worst runs stories (laughs) in the X-Universe history? Here are a few of mine interested to hear any thoughts or any other candidates Mm -hmm. in which... They go ahead and just mention Peter Milligan again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Valid. I don't actually think I know what run that is. Do you know who that is? Peter Milligan? Uh, They listed
1: Golgotha, the fox when Mystique was fox, running around as a new mutant that was trying to fuck Remy, to show Rogue that he was no good for her.
0: Oh, boy. Apparently, Peter Milligan is the name of a writer, by the way. I thought it was a character, and I was like, I don't know who that is. (laughs) It's a writer. This
1: uh, this is really funny because I know all this. Um... And then it's also apocalypse with Gambit as a horseman. Oh, they also yeah. followed it up with saying Joe Casey, who did Uncanny X-Men, which is Poptopia and Stacy X stuff, which I will disagree with, but we can come back to that. Mm-hmm. So then Chuck Austin, which is Uncanny X-Men, which is Draco dominant species, Havoc dates Annie the nurse, Polaris goes crazy, it, it gets married, trial of juggernaut. Mm-hmm.
0: We talked about this like on some previous on some X-Men deep dives in, in past episodes. We've talked about some of these.
1: Yes. Uh, I think you like this one. Any Age of Apocalypse stuff after the initial Age of
0: Apocalypse? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, Rob Liefeld X Force launch, which oh God, uh, everyone yeah. agrees with. Like I Rob know. Liefeld. Okay,
0: that's notorious. We can we can agree with that one.
1: Okay. No, you're gonna you're gonna agree with this last one. Robert Kirkman of Ultimate X-Men. <laughs>
0: yeah, sure. I, You know, I f- I'm kind of surprised that um the Hope storyline isn't on here because that's another uh, s- notorious one that people don't like. I mean, we like it, but we're like some of the only ones that I guess, like that Well, I guess story. it depends
1: which part of the Hope trilogy you're talking about yes. because it's like, it's three major crossover events. Yeah. But I... I- I don't like Avengers vs. X-Men. I thought that was kind of dumb. I did think that was
0: kind of dumb. That's more recent. Or or unless you're talking about a different one. No,
1: that's that is That's that. Uh, Although... I'm surprised that X-Men versus Inhumans is not on that list because talk about like a shitty time for the X-Men. <laughs> I know. Which, which was a story that was told. The only reason why the Inhumans were so big in the comic books at that time is because fucking the movies. They were trying to
0: make Inhumans happen with Fox right. and everything. Right. Yeah.
1: And like we didn't have the rights to, or Disney didn't have the rights to so it. They so they were just,
0: you know, trying to shove the X-Men in a shoebox comic book wise for a few years there. And it was just embarrassing.
1: Right. And so they, had, they were like, well, but well, we have this Terja Mist that's just gonna kill all mutants. And like it was, it came down to the mutants being like, should we leave planet Earth or should we like fight to live here?
0: I mean, to be fair, like the Kamala Khan books were really good. Like there were some good things that came out of that, but like that's about it. Like I think I maybe just listed the only good thing. <laughs> but
1: well, again, I think this is what happens with crossover events is that the writer who's already writing that series then is given like this random thing where they are essentially told, I know you're telling this story right now, but stop telling that story to tell us other stories with like very little information. I
0: mean it definitely happened with the one that you just described where like Kamala right. had this great storyline going with like her whole solo series and then suddenly they were like can we shove you into these stupid other crossover events that like you don't really need to be in and they're bad but you're a popular character so we're gonna like try to make it work and just drag everything down with you that was cool. Anyway I kind of stopped reading comics for a little while I that time.
1: I mean that was not good. Uh, yeah. wait, but going back to uh, the Poptopia Stacy X stuff, I actually disagree with that because that was the timeline where Northstar was brought onto the X team as a formal X-Men, I think probably for the first time. Mm-hmm. And during that time, that was when they started toying with the idea of outing Bobby, but then they didn't. That was, yeah. I mean, like they've always kind of had Bobby seem a little gay throughout all the different iterations of him since like the silver age or whatever Mm, i
0: mean you've been shouting at everyone that he's gay since like i don't know 2001 i probably before that yeah clearly you were reading into it even if the comic books wouldn't acknowledge it. You were picking up what they were putting down. So
1: Right, right, right. And like in that time period of Joe Casey and Chuck Austin is that that's when they kind of set that up. It doesn't make all the rest of it very
0: good. But you have fond memories of it simply because you remember that part of it, presumably. Well, also like
1: there were some cool storylines. I like they had the exterminator during that time, which was this guy that was like, I'm going to go and like mutilate mutants because like I have to exterminate them from Earth. And I was like, wow, that's fucking dark. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> but all the rest of that was crazy. Chuck Austin's run was not good. That was like Draco. I think that was the one that finally went into the whole past with Nightcrawler, Azazel, and Mystique. And even in that, they're like, So, Mystique, are you actually Nightcrawler's mom? Because you keep hinting at it. And I was like, <laughs> What do you mean, hinting? Like, she's like,
0: <laughs> You mean outright saying it? Yeah, I was like, It was almost
1: like Chuck Austin didn't go back and read anything. This is also the series where, I mean, Polaris goes crazy, but Polaris also does that time to time. So, that's not out of. Uh, character, But that was during the time where Juggernaut was like being a good guy and fucking She-Hulk. That
0: is weird. But you know what? She-Hulk sometimes dates people who are not great. So I'm not going to say it's out of character for her. Yeah. But still. Whatever.
1: <laughs> is, are there any comics that come to mind that you really don't like uh... that are X-Men runs?
0: I mean, nothing that I think is, like, a main run. I guess I will say that, like, of the Hope storyline, I did think that Bishop's whole part in that was really stupid. We talked about that way back when we did the, like, Bishop episode uh, where we're talking about his backstory. Like, what his was backstory. the problem? Yeah, I mean, exactly, right? Like, isn't that always the issue with Bishop is that he, like, gets fixated on some stupid thing and, like, doesn't listen to people and, like, keeps endangering everyone and being like, I have to go back in time and fix something again. And it's, like it's increasingly stupid. Like he just caused a bunch of problems for no reason. I remember being kind of disappointed by that. Um, I remember I also read, I don't actually think this was canon, but I like read a Gambit and Wolverine, like Jack the Ripper time travel comic. And I think I told you about it because I was like, excited I don't think even to, read to that. find it on marvel unlimited because i was like oh my god like logan and remy are gonna hang out and like probably flirt with each other and then i read it and it was like the dumbest shit i've ever read and i was like why did anyone write this like why would you have <laughs> these two characters and like have them travel back in time to like solve a mystery together and then you fuck it up like how do you fuck that up that's so fun i like, thought
1: jack the ripper works for mr sinister now
0: i don't know i might be misremembering it i'll look up whoever it was i think it was jack the ripper it was some stupid mystery that they were solving together which which again doesn't that sound really fun to you? Like, and then it was bad. I don't know.
1: That is really disappointing. I'm
0: sure there are other things I'm I'm not thinking of. Like. Uh, wasn't there that period of time when like everyone was getting possessed by the phoenix force and it got really dumb but like <laughs> I, I mean, there have been there have been some dumb storylines uh, yeah years.
1: i forgot about that one but yeah. also i didn't hate that one so much as it some of the moments. other ones
0: yeah uh, yeah
1: I, I don't know i i feel like it, it was there was a period of time that i can't really point out a specific uh storyline that was somewhere between like 2007 to 2000 and like 14 15 Mm -hmm. or x-men comics again were were (laughs) bad because there were some highlights here and there but like of course the majority of them were kind of weird i didn't really dig any of the utopia stuff i don't know they went to this time period where they're like okay so now we have these multiple locations we have gene gray's school for higher learning which is in like new york and then we have utopia out in california Mm -hmm. but like utopia is also like cable ship or whatever it was during this time where they were just adding too many mutants. Yeah. At at some point after Scarlet Witch's No More Mutants got reversed, they were like, okay, here are a thousand mutants that you're going to learn like per issue. Like a new mutant would always show up at every issue and it got to the point where I was like, there's too many now. I was like,
0: there's like... (laughs) Too many to keep track of, yeah.
1: Well, I don't... I mean, like I guess in terms of like the metaphor it works that like if you look at the queer metaphor it's like, oh yeah, it turns out most of the population is kind of queer or like, or at least like. I would say, like, 50%, but, like, not, like... (laughs) According
0: to us. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean,
1: like, I don't know anymore because we grew up during a time where nobody was really coming out of the closet, and now Mm -hmm. it seems to me that, like, everybody is to some degree or open to it.
0: Which rules, by the way. (laughs) It does,
1: but, like, so I guess, like, that... In that sense, it turns out, oh, yeah, there's more mutants than we thought there were. But it got Mm -hmm. to the point where it's, like, it seems like there's more mutants than there are people at this point, which kind of, like... Takes it away a little bit. It changes the
0: dynamic. Bit. Yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. And it,
1: it doesn't mean necessarily make it a bad thing if you work it. And it's like, okay, now the humans are scared because they feel like they are not the dominant species anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is interesting, but that's not how it was done. And that was kind of during that timeline because nobody was paying attention to the X-Men. Yeah. There were, I mean, like, there were some good things here and there, like Kieran Gillen's run was really good. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's, I feel like we're...
0: Yeah, we've answered the question at this point. Yeah. Those are plenty of comics that people should feel free to not read. I like how we <laughs> open this
1: up. It's like, let's talk about X-Men. Question one, which stories do we hate about the X-Men? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Honestly, it was a good uh, question. We've never been asked that before. No, so we it's haven't. a joy we to haven't. answer it. Thanks, Elliot.
1: Um, this next email is actually, it's not an email. It's from Discord. It's from Discorda, uh, <laughs> in which I have no idea how to pronounce this name. because Spell it? Well, I, I will. But it's funny because on the Twitch stream that I do, when they come in, they still have like our listeners, they will pop in from the Discord and pop into yeah. my Twitch, and they have the same name. And I'll be saying hello to them. I'm like, I have no idea how to pronounce your name. I think <laughs> this is Toll Greg Ortol. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> Toll Greg Ortol. It's T O L G R E G O R T O L. So uh, I'm sure I botched it, and I'm sorry. Um, Great. Anyway, they wrote in and said. I hope that Maddie and Ryan talk about the costumes for the Hellfire Gala in their next mailbag
2: show.
0: <gasps> oh my and god! I'm going to send you that link, that. okay? So we can like. I have look at seen it. this already, but I'm going to open it again. What a joy! Okay, I love this. First of all,
1: I mean, let's explain what's happening. Is that yes, yes? Within the X-Men comic books right now, they are getting ready for something called the Hellfire Gala which is
0: kind of like the met gala in real life but like but like
1: with mutants and (laughs) so they're getting to wear like these met gala outfits which is crazy and it's spawned thousands of fan art of people doing all the x-men because there's only like i don't know nine in here that we get to see Mm -hmm. but everyone has started creating these x-men met gala outfits Yes, in response to the but ones these are
0: the official ones, right. which in and of themselves are incredible. So it's Russell Dodderman who did these designs and put together like explanations for each uh, X-Men that's represented as to like why their outfit is the way that they are. Like Storm has like the. Cape made out of clouds which like No human could actually wear but Storm Which just is so it. cool It looks so awesome and then like Jean can like levitate Her little headpiece sparkles Or whatever these are oh, is that? That's how, oh, I, that's that's what's that's how I interpret that image I don't know
1: I see No you're right
0: Cyclops looks kind of boring TBH um Rachel Summers Is terrifying that's uh, what
1: everybody Said everyone was like why Does Rachel <laughs> Summers look like Rachel this Rachel
0: Summers is doing the like lady guy circa 2008 look, basically, with like a bunch of spikes. Uh,
1: Angel looks like a beautiful Bishonin.
0: He looks so good. It's amazing. I know how you can
1: describe this. He's wearing like huge white pants. He's
0: wearing a cape and no shirt. Which, that's a look, I guess. And, like, huge white pants. How is he doing that? I don't know. It's kind of like a... It's not even oh, really I, it a shows full you in the It cape. shows you in the back. Yeah. yeah. It's just kind of like a little scarf shawl thing that is like sort of draped over his shoulders. Um, He looks beautiful. He always does. Right. M's like, see-through pants look really cool as well, by the way. I,
1: I just love whatever headpiece is going on there.
0: Yeah, it's really, really Here's cool. Here's the
1: thing about M's costume is that... This is something she probably actually would wear in real life. It's She's wearing like this crazy, spiky helmet headpiece thing.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of them are like people would wear these outfits because like superheroes can wear whatever they want anyway. So it's just kind of like a fun, different other look for them to have. Why hasn't
1: this happened in comic books before? Why is X-Men the one that's going to start this met gala with superheroes thing you know
0: because the x-men are gay and like other superheroes aren't gay enough That's to true. walk the runway like this
1: uh can you describe betsy <laughs> I don't,
0: betsy looks like i don't craziness? know also lady gaga like there's a lot of uh there's a lot of shoulders here there's a lot of sparkles oh
1: you know what she's doing she's doing this like weird like sexy victorian thing
0: Yes, that's definitely true. That's
1: like what's happening here.
0: But she's also got like intense eye makeup. That's like the airbrushed face mask thing that people do now.
1: Like casually on the street.
0: Rogue looks amazing. I would wear this. Rogue's
1: just looks like something she would have actually worn in the 80s.
0: Yeah, she has like a huge collar.
1: It actually looks very similar to her X-Men Evolution costume. Yeah,
0: a little bit. I mean, it's green and black and she's wearing like a lace green thing underneath and she's got a lot of underboob showing. It looks great.
1: Yeah, well, I guess that doesn't happen in X-Men Evolution. We don't see the underboob.
0: Yeah, Um. and then we've got <laughs> Kate Brite looks amazing also I just want to skip to Emma because Emma has three outfits for some <laughs> reason because
1: I- it's fucking Emma I, she- I just love Emma it Emma would absolutely show up to something and be like like here's my outfit Oh, do you like it? Well, that's not even the real one. Here it is. To so Look at me dazzle you. This isn't even it. Here's my real outfit. It's like, oh my God, Emma. Because Emma's got like that. Okay, in the comic books right now, Emma has a character that is a costume designer that just stands on her team. And she's she's like, can you make everybody's costumes actually look good? So she's probably has this guy like just being like, oh, can you make me like 3,000 costumes for me to wear and like take off as I walk into a room?
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. Like though. imagine Emma Frost
1: walking into to a meeting and just being like shutting off this giant. I don't even know what the fuck this is. It's like the skin of the thing from Star Wars. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like a huge white buffalo coat. And she's like yeah. wearing this crown that looks like it's from She-Ra or something. And like diamond shoes that are like little icicles basically stacked up on top of each other. And then okay, like- also,
1: by the way. She's this big furry thing she's wearing, it like covers her entire body except, except for her, her boobs.
0: cleavage, yeah. Which is like <laughs> in the shape of an X because it's Emma. And then, like, the second thing is like a completely different outfit. Although, I guess the implication is that she takes off her, she took it off her like Bantha fur and then she like reveals this other little outfit, which is like underwear and a blazer, off the shoulder blazer.
1: Yeah, this actually just looks similar to her Generation X costume.
0: Mm hmm. And then she has like an absurd head piece here as well, which like, I don't even know. It's an X and it's like on yeah. her head. And then the third outfit she would have to actually go change into because I don't know like, no, how she would. I don't think
1: so. She, she would have it like bunched up in there and then like it would fall out. Right. I guess,
0: But like the neck is different. So she would have to like pull it up. I don't
1: uh, know. Oh, but this is actually the coolest one because she's in her diamond form. And she's wearing like just a stream of diamonds over her body and nothing else.
0: Yeah. She's like, you know, those um, things that we have in high school that were like beaded doorways that you could like hang up. <laughs> she's
1: wearing that. She's as wearing an that.
0: But it's like made out of diamonds. <laughs> it's like
1: she's wearing literally that with nothing underneath it and high heels. Yeah. She's- it is a look.
0: Yeah, she's basically naked. Like, I don't really know how else to describe. I mean, this Emma's look.
1: always basically naked. I mean, that's she her thing. She
0: looks great. Anyway, I can't believe this even happened. It rules. I love it. Well, the
1: actual issue that it's related to hasn't dropped yet, so I don't know what that's gonna be like when it does.
0: Probably just a bunch of really cool art and like barely any dialogue because it doesn't even matter. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> it's one just can the hope. The X Men walking around in these outfits and then drinking champagne together and. <laughs> That's fine. That's all they really need to do. Yeah. So I love it. I'm glad this happened. I
1: do too. If there was, a, if there was a character that hasn't been done yet that you would like to see in one of these Met Galas, who would it be?
0: I mean, it's funny to imagine Logan trying to wear anything like this. I don't I, know why. Well, they okay, didn't Logan try. would.
1: They could rock Logan in some sort of like very fancy version of what's his name in fucking Greece. <laughs>
0: Danny? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, sure. I guess Logan could go back to the 50s and wear a leather jacket. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny to imagine, Logan, it's funny to imagine, like, Beast wearing something like this. I, I don't know. Okay, but Beast
1: would wear, like, a ridiculous over-the-top costume. I
0: feel like Magneto would also.
1: Oh my god, why didn't we get to see that yet? I hope they unveil that later. They
0: probably will, because, like, some of these characters, like, should be at this gala, Okay, I know
1: that technically she doesn't count, but I feel like they could do an amazing duo thing with, um, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver.
0: Hmm, that would be fun. Yeah, it would
1: be really cool. (laughs) Or even if they wanted to do like North Star and Aurora as like oh like twinsy weird Mm -hmm. like variations. Like here's like this version of it, and then this is the other version of it. Like you know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not specifying by gender because I don't think it needs to be that way. And in fact, it'd be really amazing if like aurora showed up in the suit and like north star was wearing the dress yeah so. that would
0: be really cool <laughs> or if they were just both wearing ball gowns that would also yeah. be fine
1: and they were just beautiful mm-hmm. all right i'm gonna send this next email on over to you so you can read it
0: okay this email's from eric who writes hello maddie and ryan i'm a long time listener and wanted to tell you i love the show and thank you guys are doing a great job i don't have a question just two things i wanted to share with you <laughs> Thanks, Eric. One, (laughs) I grew up watching TAS in the 90s, and it certainly helped my love of the X-Men and comics in general, but haven't actually seen an episode since probably high school. Originally, I planned on watching along with you guys and then enjoying your commentary, but being a husband and father of three under four years old, wow, and having a backbreaking full-time job, I just couldn't find the time. I'm actually glad it worked out this way because now I listen to your commentary and the animation plays out of my head exactly as you describe it. And it's (laughs) immensely entertaining that way versus just watching it as it was intended. Thank you second point I'm a straight male who enjoys your show to no end <laughs> keep up the good work see you next time so glad so glad to have another straight listener love to get some have, straight we have representation one, I know every single time
1: we have a mailbag we have at least one straight man who walks in and is, who is, writes in and is, is like, like I love hello, your show also I'm not you. gay <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you, Eric. I, you and know, then this many actually... days turn
1: around and we're like, too bad the world's 99% gay. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, the, I don't know why well, I said too bad.
0: Too bad? Yeah, it's too bad. It's really tragic. Yeah, I um, I, this actually kind of answers a question that I had, which is that I do wonder how people interact with the show. Like, do people watch the episode ahead of time? Do they watch it afterwards? I think they do both. I think they do both. I think some people just listen to the show, especially if they've already seen the episodes before and they kind of remember them and then they're like re-experiencing them with us i don't know i feel like we do enough of a recap every time that we don't necessarily you don't have to watch the episode to enjoy the show but i don't know what other people do i i guess this is me soliciting that question to to people if they want to tell us how they go about it but it's nice to know that 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 eric can still enjoy the show even though he doesn't have time to rewatch every episode along with us well
1: i do want to make a mention that what version you see in your head is not the version that's probably in the (laughs) tv show because like ours involves like People screaming shit they don't say, and then Logan running off into the woods and fucking any random character. It could be, it literally could be anybody.
0: Yeah, although our version is better, though most most of the time our version's better. They should animate that. Mm Hmm. Sometimes they do. Every now and then they do. I Sabretooth and and Logan definitely get it on, like more than you'd think.
1: That's true. That's true. Um. Okay. So next up, we have a couple voicemails. Which
0: ah voicemails
1: they decide to open. Here we go. This is the first. Well, there's actually two. It's all they're both from Drake. So, but they're short. Hey,
2: this is Drake. Um, I just thought I would, um, you know, call in and um, make a guess as to uh, what number twenty is in Ryan's <gasps> top twenty.
0: Um, yes, I'm going
2: to guess Lila Cheney. I guess. Let me know.
1: <laughs> <Burr>. It's not <laughs> Lila Cheney. That's but that Cheney guess. is cool. I
0: feel like you've said that before, so I think I get why Drake would guess her because you've said before you think Lila Cheney's cool.
1: So She is cool, but she's not the she's not number 20 cool on my list. not cool enough. I, I hope that she shows up in some iteration of the TV show. But okay, So basically, in my top 20, I've been revealing them when we get to them on the shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said number 20 hasn't appeared in anything yet. And I'm like, if you could guess it, then we'll reveal who it is.
0: Didn't you also say that number 20 changed? Uh, at some point or other, because because you were switching out the last slot. No, no, no.
1: 20, 20 was always that same character. Okay. But it was the, it was that weird when I had to put who was it that I had to put up there. Or that um, was well, oh, you moved I, I added beast. beast. Yeah, that's what I did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess this was number nineteen, and then twenty got knocked off the list. So mm-hmm. which is fine because I think twenty was somebody. I think twenty originally was going to be like North Star because I do love North Star, but he didn't make it quite onto the top twenty. Mm-hmm. So.
0: So that's another clue. It's not North Star.
1: That's true. But Drake did send in another guest. So we're okay, going to play great. that now.
2: Hey Maddie and Ryan, this is Drake again. Um I Drake! have a better guess for number 20 on Brian's um list. Um I'm actually going to guess uh Quentin Quire. Ah! Uh, let's see if I'm right about that. I also uh want to ask um question um
1: no questions
2: um yes since both of you have mentioned that you have uh adhd um i was wondering what your thoughts were on um the x-men as sort of um a metaphor for uh like neurodivergence um like having adhd um autism etc uh just wondering what your your thoughts were on that um i guess i will
1: see you next time thanks wow there's a lot of questions there okay so drake <laughs> got it drake got number 20 <laughs> Yay. i guess you could say that my number 20 is revealed it's quentin choir i it fucking is. love that dude yeah and he's getting, he's gotten so much spotlight time even recently mm-hmm. what a great character like i think i liked him because he was the first like real character really the real character to super challenge the thought process of charles xavier mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean and i was like oh thank you i mean like other characters i've done along the way they're like i don't know charles that seems weird and quen choirs just, was just like he was us in high school like he was like he's like mm, all this is bullshit fuck you although i was gonna be like did we act like we were better than everyone but i'm like we probably did <laughs>
0: We probably did, but we also hated ourselves. I I mean, I feel like the main clue for That is also 20, true of Quit Yes. The main clue was that probably Drake kept listening to the episode and then remembered that you said that you wanted to cosplay as this character, which I feel like is a big clue because yeah. I'm pretty sure you've even said on this show that you wanted to cosplay as oh, Quit I have. Quire, I, have so. I have
1: all the pieces. It's mm-hmm. just that the only thing stopping me right now is that I don't have the red hair. He has pink hair, but I would have done it with when I had super red hair. You
0: could do a non permanent pink hairspray for like Halloween or something. That's true.
1: I could if I wanted to, but I do want to dye my hair again at some point when it's not crazy times. Mm-hmm. So but I, yeah. I haven't done that because I'm like I'm not going to dye my hair for like just me to see like and that's where everyone's better like yeah. I, I have a ton of friends that are like yeah we'll just have gray hair right now until the pandemic's over because like what's even the point mm-hmm. so you can celebrate whatever.
0: getting a vaccine by also dyeing your hair pink and then being <laughs> yeah quite right inquired. that's
1: true well whenever Massachusetts <laughs> decides to open the vaccines which that's a whole other <gasps> we don't need to talk about that here
0: anyway congrats to Drake let's answer yes. that question I guess or try to but
1: wait so first of all I want to say that I actually got a like all these years I've been like just assuming that I have ADHD, but like in the past year I've been seeing a therapist and working with her. And I got a diagnosis. It's not ADHD. It's ADD, which is a different variant of essentially the same thing. But
0: yeah, like- they've gone back and forth on that one. When I was a kid, they said there were two different kinds of ADD and ADHD. And I had ADD, but then a few years ago they changed that and they were like, no, everybody has ADHD. It's all the same thing. And then I guess maybe it's changing back. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I guess the point is that it's kind of the same thing. Um,
0: (laughs) Well, I feel like what's kind of interesting about these sorts of diagnoses is that it's basically like, they're just sets of symptoms and if the label helps you, then that's cool. And like, if the treatment plant helps you, then that's cool. But the human brain is mysterious (laughs) and there's a lot of symptoms that go with like depression and anxiety and like ADD and ADHD. And like, in my case, I've had many times over the years when I've been like, do I have one thing or another thing? Or like, do I just have this other thing? And I don't know if it really matters to me. I mean, like, sure, I have all those diagnoses. I think it
1: matters like how you deal with it. Yeah, I
0: I agree. I, I feel like what matters is like finding a treatment plan that works for you and whatever you know label feels comfortable it's kind of like queerness in that way where it's <laughs> like whatever makes you feel like you can make sense of your life and and works for you is is good um so in that sense i guess we can lead on over into whether we think the metaphor makes sense or not i don't know
1: instead of looking at it as a metaphor i would look at it as, well, what were your diagnoses even be of some of these characters? Like, literally? Like, we know that like, Polaris is...
0: Yeah, I mean, this is, you're making a good point, which is that, like, some of these characters also actually have these things.
1: Yeah, right, like, Polaris is bipolar. Like, that is a choice they made. I think, initially, Monet seemed a little autistic at first, and I think they've gone back and forth about being like, oh, is she or isn't she? But, like, I think at the end, they decided that she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, because she, I I don't remember what their reasoning for it was. They're like, well, she like thinks only about herself and can't stop talking and like doesn't well, have any a actual social skills. Very
0: unfair, like, characterization. Yeah. That's, yeah. And that,
1: but this was also 1990, oh, boy. so you know, <laughs> yeah. like that is also why they said that. Yeah, but I think mostly what we see in. The X comics is a lot of stuff about trauma and depression and
0: PTSD. Yeah. I mean, Logan, that's Logan's whole story. And like Laura, I mean, there's so many characters for whom that's the case.
1: I mean, it's obvious that Nightcrawler has ADD,
0: <laughs> according to you. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, okay. I mean, we are watching X Men Evolution where he just like, pops in and out and does shit at random and you'll talk to him and just he'll be like in the corner doing something else and it's like you just left this conversation dude what are you doing (laughs) like yeah and that's just a description of ourselves
0: reminds me of you and me at that age which I I don't know it sort of speaks for itself but I feel like the the whole metaphor of of mutation like doesn't really line up with any actual real world thing I mean we talk about this all the time it's uh, like it's its its own thing I
1: think the only way that lines up is if there are people out there Which we know they exist that look down upon people with mental challenges. Mm -hmm. But it's very, it's, it's, it walks a very different line because with queerness, it's like, okay, well, they're being shunned because they're gay, they're part of a minority. Whereas like in the real world, if you have like one of these diagnoses, like we have ADD and like how that for me in high school made me like, like disliked by everybody for a very long time and that are my teachers would sort of look at me and be like, well, he's a lost cause anyway. Mm -hmm. So like that is as close as it is, as it's going to get where it's like, oh, well, he's a mutant. So he's a lost cause. So like, why should we even bother trying?
0: And also like society is literally not built for you. It's built for neurotypical people. It's like, you know, designed with that in mind. And if you have something that's different about you, you learn in a different way. You talk in a different way. You think differently, whatever. Um, you're going to have a tough time fitting in because society isn't, isn't made for you. And it's like only now or like the past few years that some of the thinking about that has changed. And that's been really weird to see, honestly, because... (laughs) <laughs> even the way people talk about ADHD is like really different today than how it was when we were younger. Well, Also
1: getting a therapist is talked in a positive light now because back yeah. when we were kids, if you had a therapist or your parents had a therapist, it meant that there was something wrong with them. That's yeah. And that like, was the uh, determination. Uh, okay. And which is crazy. I think every single person in the world should have a therapist, even if they're doing well, <laughs> yeah, honestly,
0: I know. I mean, all that stuff has changed a lot. And I mean, in that sense, it's kind of similar because it's like, well, this is just another thing about people that they're they're born different and they interface yeah. with the world differently. And that's changing. And that's that's cool. But I also am like, well, much like queerness, it's not like having any of these things gives you superpowers. So
1: right. And but also and here's another problem that the metaphor gets lost on a little bit. So for us in the queer community, and I'm I'm just thinking of this now, but like you're born and you have you when you grow up you do develop chemical imbalances or whatever it's going to be that creates these different sort of diagnoses right or
0: you have them already i mean who knows right it could, that's, what, it, that's what i mean like
1: it could be genetic it could be that but then there's like a whole other factor about this that i'm just thinking about now where it's like okay but like our experiences growing up were so rough that i don't know if some of these things like we i think we definitely had ADD already but like A lot of the other weird issues that we have in our brains, I'm like, would those have been there if we didn't have to suppress being gay for so long growing up? And like growing up in a society where like we were like sort of shunned and like Mm -hmm. create this like anxiety and all these weird things in our head that we have to work through cognitively to get through. Like, and it's sort of like, okay, so was that a mutation that like, I had initially or is that something that I developed because the society was so shitty like uh,
0: I mean you know? there are studies about like how queer people tend to have depression and anxiety as well which is like that's part of it
1: right and it's like I don't know if that is related in same way or or if it's like just because of the way society has treated it you know And it's like I think we'll not know until we have a different
0: society take.
1: well I say <laughs> like I, I will right now we are in a place where we're really changing a lot of that in a very positive light so we'd have to revisit this in like 30 years and do a new study and be like okay but how did those kids turn out Mm -hmm. like where what what do they have anxieties about you know looking at it that way so yeah
0: wow this is a really deep answer okay i I like
1: it i like it anyway we're gonna move on to the next one because we're spending a lot of time talking about this because clearly Mm -hmm. we are emotional about it but yeah uh so we're going to go over to some Discord messages and we have something from Bapo Teet. I, I, I'm pretty sure I got that right because I've said their <laughs> names multiple times in Twitch. Great. Other than books and shows and games, what X-Men branded stuff would you pitch to Marvel slash Disney marketing like merchandise, Emma Frost underwear, Wolverine beer, <laughs> Gambit oh playing cars, et cetera?
0: OK, but those are already such good ideas. How are we supposed to beat those? Like How are we
1: supposed to top that? I don't know. <laughs>
0: Like, uh, I would buy Emma Frost underwear, though is the thing. She would
1: have her own line. It's, mm. Can you imagine the commercial for that? Like in the eighties, like an Emma yes. Frost commercial, where it's like somebody sprawled out on a bed. It's, it's like
0: like Finola Hughes or whatever her name is from yeah, Generation X. She's it,
1: she's just like, do you want to feel as powerful as me and feel the true inner woman inside of you? It's and then like, she
0: turns into diamonds, and she's like, you're tough, you're strong, but you're you still beautiful. need an organic cotton panty. That's why you're <laughs> gonna buy Frost a new line. Anyway, um, Cyclops branded sunglasses. That's my answer, and I'm sticking to it. Ryan Pagella, circa 1999, needed a pair. So
1: I mean, I, I pretty much already had one. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you could do something with like Quicksilver,
0: Wolverine leather jacket. Some of, the,
1: some of these things already ha- exist in the world under another name. Like, okay, so there's like a debit card called or a credit card called the Quicksilver, and every single <laughs> time I see it, I'm like. Pietro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's kind of funny. I feel like there should be like a car called the Quicksilver, though.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's really good. I like that. Hmm. I don't I can't, know. I, I can't
0: think of like what Wanda's product would be, though. Uh,
1: I mean, she would appeal to like she'd be she'd have her own product line and like maybe Hot like Topic. a
0: makeup line. I don't know. Um, some some nail polishes. Oh yeah,
1: be like it's like the Scarlet Witch line, yeah. and it's like all like red and blacks and shit.
0: Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Uh,
1: so this next one's for Brock, and they write in starting the Cauldron episode. Maddie talking about Magneto's motivations making no sense. <laughs> Same as Xavier's haven't either. Like, what is the institution for except getting child soldiers ready to fight Magneto in Apocalypse? Yes. Brian wanting to bring back Sinister. Maybe Sinister has been manipulating Magneto since the camps where his powers manifested or followed him and took control after Xavier dumped him.
0: This is a very long past headcanon, considering Sinister isn't even necessarily on this show. I know the show. On this show.
1: Uh, Similar mind control tech as what was used on Wolverine by the Weapon X Scientist. Mm -hmm. Uh, that you also suspected was funded by Sinister. (laughs) Magneto was hovering behind Mystique while she ran with baby Kurt because he was fighting Sinister, turning that dial up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then Magneto getting turned into a horseman by Apocalypse messes that all up because he can get free and good and becomes a teacher to the mutants. Okay, that's the ending of the series, Maddie. Just FYI, he becomes a horseman. Oh,
0: no. So he becomes good at the very end, Magneto does? Whatever. Too little, too fucking late on this show. I
1: know, right? Okay. Now at the end of this, this is where the true question comes. Also, <laughs> okay. if Xavier caught Magneto cheating on him with Shadow King in the Astral Plane, like Gene catching Scott with Emma and Morrison's new X-Men, what form would Shadow King be wearing?
0: <laughs> okay, why is Shadow King with Magneto? I'm already lost. Like... <laughs> Just from the jump, I'm like, I don't understand the premise of the question. I think the
1: premise is that Magneto is the one non-psychic in that situation. So it would have to be Shadow King. Okay,
0: but like Magneto would never let that happen. So I guess we have to believe it's consensual and that for some reason, Magneto wants to take off his helmet and be with the Shadow King. So we're going with that, first of all. Uh, And the Shadow King is appearing as someone else.
1: I don't know. I mean, like. It would have to be, well, if, I don't know. Magneto, would, would it be fucking like rogue? I don't know.
0: Oh yeah, maybe. I, I feel like the sad answer would be that it was like a version of Xavier who was actually nice. <laughs> <And that's>, like, <laughs> magneto's ah. fetish
1: oh my god it's just mesmero
0: and then like xavier walks in on like eric back together with xavier and xavier's like what the fuck is this that's but really also funny. eric doesn't actually want to be with him yeah i don't know that's this the is answer we're going with fiction
1: I, I that's probably the one that we're gonna use oh, it's just rogue i, I don't know. know uh next question comes from totally not mr sinister that says here's a serious question: Are there any characters that you think are trans or head canon as trans? Um, mm.
0: You know, I we've talked about this a little bit. I, I there is like a longstanding head canon that Logan is a trans guy, which I think is a pretty fun one. We've talked about. I that think on it's show I think it's
1: fun because it works in a weird way. But I think, I think there would be like, wouldn't there like just weird shit going on with this healing factor? Then, like, I don't know how that would work
0: hopefully not uh yeah like know. he would have to yeah i don't know it could just be magic <laughs> um yeah I, okay
1: i've always seen iliana as trans in my head i don't know why i just feel like I think she's, other
0: people have that theory too I, I, oh and then there's also like canonical characters where like i've basically always read mystique as just being this gender queer gender and mr sinister, character. sinister yeah. mr sinister i mean like there, there's some characters any that...
1: The, any of the Nasty Boys, like, they are not... The Nasty
0: Boys do not see gender, and they do not... They reject its social construct. Um, yeah. <laughs> when are the Nasty Boys gonna come back?
1: I don't know. I mean, we've had all the back and forth about Nightcrawler representing the trans metaphor, but I don't know if he's that's actually true. trans. That's true.
0: I don't know if, like, in the comics that's... I mean, the metaphor is different from, like, literally being the case. But, you yeah. know would
1: be a, Okay, you know what would be a fun one that I would actually back is if, like either wanda or pietro was trans and like they were born like of the same gender and then changed
0: right like they're identical twins yeah. and then one of them's trans yeah
1: yeah that that would be an interesting read i would that i would like that
0: mm-hmm yeah i mean if they wanted to just randomly reveal that a character was at some point have they ever done that in the x-men
1: i don't think so yet well we have right now in krakoa because of Jonathan Hickman's world being like, let's out as many characters as possible. So like mm-hmm. every week I message you, I'm like, this character's out now. Like they, I mean, they outed Remi basically like a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. as bi, but they have <laughs> a couple of different characters now where like they are using they and them as- Oh cool, uh,
0: non-binary characters. Yes,
1: and like when they ask about it, like other characters are like, oh, well, why are we saying that? They're like, oh, and sometimes they will be like, oh, they're just trying to figure out who they are still. So, mm-hmm. and like, I don't know. I I really, I think there's going to be a lot of trans characters coming into the X-Men fairly soon uh, just because of ha- the, the way we're going right now with the comic books. So,
0: yeah, which is pretty cool. I mean, I just, it's sort of worth noting that there's like those awkward storylines from decades and decades ago with Mystique where it's like, that's clearly what they were trying to do. Right. With the character at the time, but, like, you know, it was 40 years ago, so... <laughs>
1: it was. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. We're Pretty gonna cool. move on to a few more questions before we roll out into the next, our, our favorite section of the comic book. Um, Hell yeah. And these are all fun questions. They they don't need long answers. So, the first one comes from Bubbo T. It says, okay, question. And this is clearly a Mutant Ages tailored questions. And was this? They ask, suppose the X-Men happen to be in Raccoon City when the whole Resident <laughs> Evil thing goes down. Which one... Which X-Men has the most fun killing zombies, and which X-Men has no fun at all? I guess the follow-up is, which Resident Evil character scores a date with which (laughs) X-Men?
0: Okay, these are actually very complex questions, first of
1: all. He's like, we have to get very serious about this.
0: Xavier has no fun, because he never has any fun in his life. And that's Xavier. Also,
1: can he not control the zombies, because they're brain dead, essentially? Yeah,
0: I don't think he would be able to. um, Because they're just sort of well it depends on which version I guess but I, I would assume he wouldn't be able to control them maybe he could put them to sleep I don't know I don't
1: think so I think he would just be in his wheelchair and get eaten he probably wouldn't <laughs> they probably they would probably all be there be like oh shit there's zombies and Xavier would just get like get up and be like I'm leaving and be like you could walk this whole time
0: <laughs> yeah Um. you know who would have the most fun is Beast actually I think Beast would really enjoy analyzing the whole situation and okay, like Beast creating would have, PowerPoint like, presentations on it for everyone and being like I've solved this i found the cure for the virus like i figured uh, yeah, everything I, out i think we
1: have to not have beast even in this situation you <laughs> would have to be like one of the scientists in like working in on the umbrella. virus initially yeah.
0: yeah, and it would have to like all be his fault in order for him to not have any fun. That would be really Yeah, but except
1: instead of like William Burke and he created it and so he mutated into Beast instead. I don't know. Right, I feel like
0: Yeah. That's sad though. I'd rather have Beast be having fun on the other side, but you're right. That's they would true. be very overpowered if Beast was there to help them, like for real Logan would probably right. have some fun fighting zombies, I think. I mean he's
1: already done it. I think yeah. some of these characters have fought zombies. And also mm-hmm. like like it would just be easy. I here's the thing that Wolverine would be like. I can't catch the zombie virus and I can keep slaying them and they can kill me and I'll come back to life. But I have to watch all my friends die. Like that's the kind of thing he would do. And then yep. like he and fucking Chris Redfield would probably team up and be so fucking broody until they fuck. And mm-hmm. like, that's that yeah. Albert Wesker, and Mr. Sinister team up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mr. Sinister would be having a great time. He would be oh, yeah. really loving like, it.
1: Like it. this is his moment to shine.
0: Mm -hmm. okay also mr
1: sinister and wesker will fuck that's gonna happen
0: (laughs) yeah i guess i mean they're kind of the same guy so that would be a little weird but they'd probably still do it anyway just you know for funsies i think scott probably wouldn't have fun i mean there's like straight-laced characters where i'm just like they would take it too seriously and they wouldn't have a good time but it would still be a fun fan art, you know?
1: It would. It would.
0: Trying to put them all in the Resident Evil outfits and stuff. How come no one's done that?
1: I don't know. Leon would sleep with all the X-Men. Mm-hmm. That's just I like that's his only plot beat. <laughs> but then at the end still cries about Ada.
0: I, I don't feel know. like if I was gonna map the characters to like their equivalents, then I guess yeah. like Leon and Gambit are kind of oh, so yeah,
1: that would be fun. I would like that team up too, because then like Ada and Rogue, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's another good one. Yeah,
1: I like that. I also like the idea of um Claire being teamed up with either Kitty or Jubilee because of that whole Big Brother thing they have with Wolverine. But also Jubilee and Claire having the same voice
0: actor. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess Ashley is not Kitty Pride because <laughs> Ashley's too annoying to get to be teamed up with anybody. No,
1: Ash Ashley. Oh my God, I don't even know who do we say Gambit? Gambit doesn't even have anybody that falls around that's like annoying like that. Mm-hmm. there's no x-men that is as useless as ashley so that's... i know she's
0: just kind of a prop she's not really anybody
1: okay she would come out and mean like start whining and emma frost would be like can somebody please kill her and monet would be like okay
0: <laughs> yeah i guess emma frost would also get along with ada i don't know there's a lot of like you know badass women in resident evil and in the x-men so yeah it's it's kind of hard to pair it's anybody fun. up with anybody but it would definitely be fun to see them all talking to each other
1: You know, somebody did respond to this in the discord and they wrote this like whole paragraph about what they thought would happen. And I was going to read it, but it's fairly long, but it involves something about Chris Redfield wants Wolverine more than anything in the world. But Ryan pushes him down the stairs because that's his man. And I'm like, I responded to at the time. I was like, well, hold on, though. I wouldn't do that because Chris Redfield's like the other guy I really want to fuck like it's Chris Redfield and Wolverine because I have a problem
0: Yeah, I mean in this scenario apparently you're also there by the way like you Ryan.
1: <laughs> this is like the Star Wars fan fiction yeah. by the way all over again if you don't know what we're talking about go to the Mutant Ages YouTube channel
0: and scroll way back
1: <laughs> yeah there's a thing where Maddie and I found this old notebook that I wrote in as a child and it was like this Star Wars fan fiction I wrote it's like six pages but it's supposed to be six entire movies and it's
0: amazing and Ryan is also a part of the Star Wars universe like and his name's Ryan
1: (laughs) yeah I like a walk into the scene so that's kind of what this is bringing me back to so
0: anyway I guess if you were seeing Chris and Logan flirt in real life you'd let them have it because you're supportive and you would watch like (laughs) Poochie Shin like that's right okay so we have an email from Gustavo who says hi I've been listening to all the mutant ages episodes about x-men evolution because I watched it on tv for many years as a teen and pretty much have all the episodes engraved in my memory one thing that struck me while listening to you was the accent of some of the characters have in the original. I live in Brazil, and therefore, I watched X-Men Evolution in Portuguese, and neither Rogue, called Vampire in Portuguese, Kitty, or Kurt have accents. Here's a scene with the Brazilian dub, and um, they sent us just a clip of, of the characters speaking in Portuguese, which... Some of these voices are honestly pretty cool. It was like kind of fun yeah, to watch. Yeah,
1: I thought that, too. This is not the first time I've seen the Portuguese X-Men Evolution, because I feel like... I don't know, like, I, I, they said this already, like, that was huge in Brazil, right?
0: Mm-hmm, and they, there was also that Vine Video? that you sent me, or not a Vine, uh, the TikTok that you sent me of, like, the Portuguese cosplayers, <laughs> Brazilian cosplayers, like, doing the Portuguese versions of the X-Men Evolution characters and, like, it was like as I as I don't
1: think it was a cosplay. I think it was just, like, a family was doing it for fun.
0: Yeah, but, like, also, I think rogue was still called vampire like in that version of it which is why i'm pretty sure it was in portuguese i don't know i don't speak spanish or portuguese so i i wouldn't i I don't know
1: but like it it was it was like awesome because all of us were like they were like vampira and we're like (laughs) i like that name though. so whatever really
0: cool anyway um it's kind of too bad that they didn't have like a way to do the equivalent of like Kurt has the German accent and like Katie has the valley girl accent like I'm not really sure how you would do that in I don't, context I, but, but
1: maybe maybe they do and we don't know but like it's I've well, always I mean, wondered I'm about gonna that. trust
0: Gustavo who says that they don't have accents I mean yeah we, we have to trust this listener because we don't know but yeah that's it's, it's kind of too bad I know that there are other examples of dubs where like they'll find a way to do the equivalent of a Southern accent in the dialect of whatever language is getting translated into, but like sometimes they don't bother. I don't know. I'm sure it saves money to just cast people who can do whatever and just be like, don't worry about the accents. Yeah, Yeah. I know.
1: (laughs) All right. So let's, let's wrap this up with a couple more quick questions. And it says from totally not Mr. Sinister, very easy question. Three of your favorite X-Men characters get a book together. What is the book and how would it go? Uh, And my answer is already ready to go. And because I've said this a thousand times, but I really want a team up between like Dazzler Jubilee and boom, boom. Like I just want that to happen.
0: Yeah. I feel like we've actually answered this exact question before, possibly not with three characters. I think with two because I feel like I remember giving a storm and rogue answer like in the past at some point well, it's
1: like, except now it's like Charlie's Angels it's Charlie's Angels like you could do one. Where it's like a psychic team up. That's like Jean Emma and Psylocke or something Ooh, like, that would
0: be fun. I, I don't know. I think I would just want like a super strong badass ladies team up like rogue and x-23 and storm but like i don't know they all lose their powers and have to fight by hand for a while or something like that and they're like a girl gang
1: i mean these are all three characters that have done that exactly
0: so, so it would be an interesting like i don't know they could all be wearing motorcycle jackets and like i don't know it'd be cool
1: it would be cool um, <laughs> the pitch. final question we have is from nice set of slacks <laughs>
0: Cool name. Uh,
1: if you had the powers of Mimic, then which five mutants would you copy to be your most powerful form and the form with the most utility in real life? Hmm. You have to, like, pick five X-Men powers. It has to
0: be the most powerful form? Okay, so Scarlet Witch doesn't count as I, I, mutant? Well,
1: No, I don't think... I'm not gonna... I don't think it needs to be... I think it's to be our most powerful form, like, what we would consider the best power up for ourselves yeah
0: because i guess you can cheat and you can just pick somebody like apocalypse or mr sinister right out of the gate and just be like right. well that's one but of the so five. like
1: but like if you were like a super powered version of yourself that had like a thousand powers like any warcraft valley character i,
0: I don't need five powers i that's already so many powers i'm like overwhelmed by this question i mean
1: like I, I think the first one i would say is that i definitely would have Wolverine's healing factor. I think that is something I, was gonna I would say
0: him, too, because like that's just practical. Like you just right. get that right away.
1: Um, then like teleportation from Nightcrawler would be my second. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking in terms of like me, Ryan Pajella, not like fighting crime,
0: like just stuff you want personally. Yeah,
1: well, I think that's what it means. Like what would be the most powerful version for us to be ourselves? in real life you know what I mean yeah and then maybe like some fun other shit you know
0: yeah I I mean I want the healing factor I guess I would go Jean Grey next even though that already makes me like ridiculously overpowered instantly
1: oh you're gonna read my thoughts now
0: wouldn't want Rogue's power because that seems like a real nightmare honestly um Storm's powers are cool I would be so powerful already with just those three I really don't need two more on top of that like I'm would you want to
1: control the weather I'm actually cool with not controlling the weather I kind of like the weather doing its own thing and then us going along with it so that's yeah, not something I, could I would want the
0: planet That would be so cool.
1: (laughs) Okay, that would be cool. I mean, the planet needs saving. I know.
0: I would just like hurry up and fix it. (laughs) I mean, not that Storm wouldn't be able to do that for me if she existed, which sadly she doesn't. But this is a world where it's me and you and we're getting powers in this world. So like, yeah, one of us needs Storm's powers so we can save the (laughs) planet. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, i'm happy to do I it i'm thinking about characters i like and i'm like i don't actually want boom boom or jubilee's powers or yeah, even, those like, seem
0: kind of stressful like i
1: mean i think it would be cool to fly so i'll take warren's wings like that would be so i've got the teleportion wayne's healing factor mm-hmm.
0: i already have flying between gene and storm's power so i'm good we can both That's fly. right
1: because you are like you're floating around um you know what i would take quicksilver super speed
0: I could see that they, okay this is
1: clearly this is just like Ryan. all these powers i've chosen are it's like okay ryan's just trying to do a thousand things and also get there on time that's what <laughs> is trying to happen right now
0: and also not get hurt anymore because you're like clumsy so you want to make it so that you don't get hurt ever again
1: <laughs> i can imagine that somebody that like wants to easily exit a situation that they feel socially awkward in, they would want Kitty prides powers because they could just be like i'm out and then it's like phase through a wall and then they'd be like <laughs> Where did they go? But like, that's not something I need personally. Yeah. So
0: plus you already have teleportation and speediness, so you can exit any situation easily. I'm trying to
1: think of like a fifth one now that would be like good to have in there.
0: psycho clowns powers. <laughs> what the fuck would that even be? It's just like <laughs>
1: Mr. Sinister, like
0: being able to conjure a horn out of nowhere to honk it in somebody's face.
1: <laughs> no, but, <laughs> It's like that's the only thing. I don't want shape shifting because I've had issues with chameleoning in the past because of acting. So like mm-hmm. that I feel yeah, like Mystique I also
0: wouldn't want that anyway. I feel like Mystique is also a person where it's like she's always not I don't know. She <laughs> she some of these characters are just have traumas and it's like hard for me to separate those traumas from their powers. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like, maybe there's a version of Mystique who's healthy, like Morph. Is Morph healthy? Who no. can say?
1: I mean, I don't know. He likes to get controlled and like has mental breakdowns all the time. So who the fuck even knows? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who the fifth would be. I I don't I don't really want psychic powers. I don't want that. Like for whatever reason, like, can I just have like the telekinesis? (gasps) Wait, no, you know what I want? This is not helpful to anything, but I just want Gambit's powers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Gambit's powers would be cool. (laughs) Like
1: whatever. Like
0: you can just explode a card if you want.
1: Right. Because like Jubilee and Boom Boom or even Dazzler, it's like you're like you see them doing the thing it's like okay that person just shot off a bunch of light as shit in my face and blew up but like anybody that pissed me off i'd be like you know all those fucking karens out there i would just like slightly like lightly tap their item passing by so it charges and then when i leave the store, it just explodes <laughs>
0: okay Great. so you are gonna be a little bit of a superhero but just for like mundane things like white ladies asking to see the manager you're gonna take yeah, like them people out. pissing
1: me off like you know because <laughs> i've done lots of customer service in the past and it's uh-huh. like how great would it be is if like you have an annoying person that is just extremely rude and then just when they're not looking you like charge something of ours, and like they, you charge their fucking drink and that just like, explodes in their face when they're you're you've walked away that's great Whatever. That's a
0: very Jubilee application of Gambit's powers, by the way. <laughs> like that I mean, feels we very know. chaotic in a Jubilee teen mall rat kind of way.
1: <laughs> okay, all right. I think that's it. We can end with that. Do you have any other powers you would add on?
0: No, I'm good. Let's read a comic book.
1: Okay.
0: don't remember the previously on because i feel like it's been so long
1: <laughs> i don't you know what's really funny is that somewhere halfway through this story that i wrote now it just really became like the tone of a geno story so it's gonna be something that like we're gonna enjoy it is vicky so, gonna show up no i mean it'd be funny if i did a crossover eventually where it's like <laughs> these characters that are still us meeting other characters that are kind of still us
0: mm-hmm, that also are us with superpowers just different Yeah. that we just go to
1: warcraft valley i don't know Um, Anyway, so it's issue number seven of Mutant Age of the comic book. Everybody, it is time. This is like, oh, it's becoming almost like a tabletop game for us, except where (laughs) I'm just only the dungeon master and nobody gets to actually play the game. Uh
0: Uh-huh. So... (laughs) Listen, it's a comic book, okay? It's not a tabletop. It is.
1: The Mutant Age is the comic featuring Maddie as Mitty, Ryan as Snapshot, Todd as Diction, Katie as Roleplay, Wolverine as Wolverine, (laughs) and sometimes Madeline as Canvas when she is
0: there. (laughs) Yeah. So here we go.
1: Previously on The Mutant ages after being pulled through Apocalypse's strange gate through timelines that Maddie broke, they whipped through a trippy Kingdom Hearts sequence and found themselves in the sewers of New York City where Wolverine, Lady Deathstrike, and Gambit all were escaping a green energy alien called the Soul Sucker. It's
0: coming back to me.
1: <laughs> After Todd fixed the timeline by dealing with both Wolverine's inabilities to remember anything correctly, the X-Men went home and the Mutant Ages found the ship creating the Soul Sucker. There they met a hologram, which was the essence of the ship known as Discorda. Mm. That's where we left off.
0: The realities are collapsing. Discorda's from our timeline.
1: True. I mean, well, but we're also from our own timeline. Well, we're here. Yeah. So now, Maddie, Ryan, Katie, Todd, and Wolverine stared at the holographic image of what looked like danger in the center of the sh- spaceship cockpit. They all stared at each other awkwardly. <laughs> Did that weird Cortana knockoff just talk to us? Todd finally asked. <laughs> My name is Discorda, not portana although if you were listening you would have known that discorda responded Ooh, she's sassy i like her katie said (laughs) yeah well i don't know what the hell she is bub and i don't trust her (laughs) logan screamed jumping at discorda but since she was a hologram he clearly went through her and hit the center console everyone looked at ryan yeah i don't know why he's doing any of that ryan said with a shrug he looked at discorda (laughs) So you're the essence of the ship. Why did you trap me and like 50 other people inside that green cocksucker? Soul sucker, Discorder corrected him. I know what I said, Ryan replied, not correcting himself. Discord aside, That was a defense program designed to destroy anyone or anything that attacked the ship while it was in stasis. I wouldn't think somebody would be idiotic enough to scratch an unknown spacecraft, but seeing as that man is now tangled under the wires of the control panel, I am not surprised. Discord has said. She glanced over at Wolverine, who was erotically tangled in the cables underneath the center console. (laughs) Cool. So what's the deal? Maddie asked. I love Star Wars, especially the weird stuff, but we don't typically see spaceships on Earth. Yeah, only a couple of times, Ryan said. Like when the Chitari attacked New York City, or the secret invasion, or anything with the Korean and the skulls, or. Okay, never mind. Clearly, we just live in Star Wars now, Maddie cut Ryan off, knowing that he would just drone on talking in organized lists. I was sent here to be kept out of the hands of the Baron, Discorda said casually. Who the fuck is the Baron, Maddie yelled? Discorda pulled up a holographic screen in front of her, running numbers and other computer code. We have not been able to identify the entity or triangulate his location. However, we know that he is directly responsible for altering the time stream. All we know is that he is called the Baron, Discorder responded. Mm. It's probably Sinister, I hope, Ryan said. <laughs> you hope, Maddie responded? <laughs> Katie gasped. I gotta call Remy, Katie said frantically, whipping out her cell phone. If Mr. Sinister is on the loose, he's probably going to attack, fuck, scratch, drop the roof on, and inject my baby with something. <laughs> your baby maddie continued to respond (laughs) wait you still haven't explained why you know gambit i am getting the notion that we are not going to todd said also didn't apocalypse already establish that sinister and him were fixing the timeline or some other kind of time travel bullshit (laughs) precisely Discordus said cable already identified that sinister and apocalypse were not responsible for the time stream disruptions then why did we go to his pyramid when he wasn't the mission ryan asked because you walked in there vlogging and then as, then got us trapped in there for a really lengthy issue, Katie cried out. And Logan and you couldn't do anything until I woke up. <laughs> hey, can we back right on up to the part where you know Cable? Todd asked Discorda. <laughs> yes, of course. I thought the insinuation was enough explanation, but clearly I'm not working with a crew as technologically advanced or brilliant as those off of Earth. <laughs> cable is the one who saved me and sent me here, Discorda responded. Wow, don't backhand insult us or anything, Maddie said. <laughs> Also, we are not your crew. Actually, you are now. <laughs> Clearly, Cable didn't bother explaining this to you, but I am not surprised given that he acts so tough and mysterious to do anything besides shooting things and screaming, Discord said. That ain't all he's good at, Logan finally said unta- after untangling himself from his strangely long time in the cables. <laughs> Everyone just stared at him. <laughs> Let me explain this to you. Batty carries the time travel gun, so therefore, she is now the pilot of this ship, and you are her crew, Discord said plainly. She pulled up another holographic screen and pushed a button. With a whooshing sound, a famous hip high wall slid up front of the floor in front of the main console with a time travel shaped gun-sized hole in it. What? (laughs) Simply insert the gun into the console and the ship will travel to the next destination, allowing you to travel greater distances than just the neighboring galaxies with the time travel gun. It's a super fast, kicky ship, Ryan said into his vlogging camera. That's a quote from Demon at D2, our teenage X-Men parody movies Maddie and I made in high school. And you can find both of those videos on YouTube, on the YouTube channel at The Mutant Ages. Cool. Everyone turned to Ryan's camera and made a thumbs up, then turned back to Discorda. Maddie seemed uneasy as she unholstered the time travel gun from her back. I don't know. We don't even know where we're going now. And we could wind up light years away from where we're supposed to be, Maddie said. But then again, I get to be the cool pilot of the Millennium Falcon. So what the hell? I'm down. <laughs> but if we wind up in a deserted space lab that's exploding, I'm out. Mm. Maddie placed the time travel gun into the hole and the whole console lit up. Powering up the ship for space travel in three, two, Discord account down. dad. <laughs> Wait, Katie Chris shouted. I need to stop by my house first to feed my cats. (laughs) Are you serious right now, Maddie yelled? Yes, I fed James this morning because he was meowing in my face and then I gave him food and he walked away. He needs to eat, Katie said. Can we just quickly zip by my house before we go on this crazy-ass space adventure? Yes, recalculating, connection lost, reconnecting, recalculating. There are tolls on this world. Connection (laughs) lost, reconnected, 45 minutes. Five minutes. We will be there in five minutes, Discorda said. (laughs) With that, the ship humped to life. It shot through the surface of New York City. People screaming and dodging out of the way, like the Cloverfield monster had just dropped by for a party. (laughs) A poorly dressed Elsa in Times Square also looked really annoyed as they blasted into the sky. Ryan looked down at Times Square beneath them. Hey, look, Katie. That's where I came out of the closet after seeing Hugh Jackman and Boy from Oz. Ryan said. The ship then shot off through the sky like a shooting star, which crossed over some words that said, the more you know. (laughs) Ryan made a peace sign into the camera. Outside Katie's house, Katie's upstairs neighbor, Chrissy, was hauling in a thousand groceries and pushing the doorbell repeatedly for some reason. Mm -hmm. Her eyes glazed over in shock as the huge ship landed in the middle of the street. (gasps) Everyone in the street stopped to stare, terrified of what was happening, because this was not normal. (laughs) The ramp to the ship opened and Katie bounced down to her house. I just need a few minutes. Be right back, Katie said, zipping into her house past Christy, who just stared at her. <laughs> Hi, Chrissy. <laughs> the cat box smells, Chrissy finally managed to say. Not now, Katie said as she slammed the door and shut behind her. <laughs> Nearly an hour later, Maddie sat cross-legged on the sidewalk in front of Katie's house while Todd played a game on his phone next to her. Ryan was busy drawing pictures of Pokemon onto the sidewalk with chalk and Logan leaned against Katie's tree, sexily smoking a cigar. Ryan stopped for a moment to look up at Logan, watching the phallic object enter his mouth and suck. Logan saw Ryan catch a look at him and he smirked. They gazed at each other for a really long time, but not as long as it was taking for Katie to feed her cats. Maddie threw down her phone. Oh my God, what is taking her so long? Maddie finally said. She got up. I'm going to get her. But just in time, Katie skipped on out of her house, holding a large brown bag that sparkled. Okay, I'm ready, Katie said cheerfully. Okay, new rule. Whenever Katie needs to do something, we need to set a timer and not give her more than 10 minutes, Ryan said, angrily throwing down the chalk as if he hadn't been having a good time. Um, you're late everywhere you go, slow shot. So get off my back, Katie snapped at him. (laughs) Well, maybe if you stopped dropping Oreos and Boyne bars all over my car, I wouldn't have to reprimand you, Brian defended himself. What the fuck is happening right now? What is this conversation, Matty yelled? We've been standing out here for a full hour and we have to go. Will you two please leave your weird shit for later? Fine, but only if I get some of the Bueno Bars, Ryan cried out. (laughs) Katie, are you carrying the bag you found in Apocalypse's dungeon? Todd calmly said in the middle of all this. Katie smiled. Yep. (laughs) Turns out it has more than just one purpose than being a parachute in the time street doors, Katie said. Kind of like that weird cloak that kept saving us. Where did that even go? Oh, boy. (laughs) I'm not figuring out what a cloak is right now unless it's from Hot Topic. Let's go, Maddie said, scooting Katie and Ryan up the steps. Todd and Logan followed them on board. Ah, so I see you're done wasting time, Discorda said. There are dormitories on the east wing of the ship. Feel free to make yourselves comfortable in the rooms of your choice and to take whatever you need from the rec room in the west wing. Food can be materialized in the kitchen in the northeast wing. Just tell me what you want to consume if you can manage that. <laughs> wow, this is a pretty sweet ship, Maddie said. Yeah, we don't even need to cook salad here, Ryan said. Katie just stared at him, but Ryan was too busy winking at Wolverine. <laughs> uh, where are we going anyway, Maddie asked. Elder Baron 5, of course, Discorder responded as the ship pumped <laughs> oh back to God. life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, cool. I have no idea what the fuck that is, Matty responded. <laughs> <laughs> it will take us approximately six hours to reach our destination. If you all can manage to entertain yourselves long enough to let me fly through space, Discorda said. We, we will reach Cable and his contact upon arriving at Elder Baron 5. Sure, why not, Maddie said. I'm going to go lie down because I don't know how many hours or days it's been since we started these crazy missions and it's not clear in this story.
0: (laughs) Yeah, good point. I call
1: the room with the biggest window, Ryan said as he ran down the hall. I'm going to do a room tour on my vlog. Logan, do you want to come see my new room? Oh, hell no, you're not getting the best room, Katie said, pushing Logan and Todd out of the way to chase after Ryan, lugging her giant bag behind her. Hours later, Maddie lied in a bed of her small dormitory room on the ship. Her laptop sat open on a nearby desk, a Word document open writing her feelings on Space Journal.
0: How did I have time to get my laptop? I guess I just had it. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I like. I just assumed that you would have that on you because it is you. I'm
0: carrying a lot of stuff. I've got my keychain. Yeah, I know. I like this
1: idea that you have like this bag of shit. But it's yeah. like you are like a video game character where it's like Leon has at least 25 guns on his jacket. Mm-hmm. So I'm Leon. She sighed, her eyes wide open as she stared out the window at the stars in space. She had tried taking a nap, but it didn't work because she didn't really actually sleep because like her mom, she was also a vampire. <laughs> suddenly, a cat appeared in Maddie's face and meowed at the top of its lungs. Maddie screamed and fell out of the bed. How, the, how did you get in here, little dude? Maddie asked the cat. Katie suddenly appeared in the doorway. James, there you are. Get your, cat, get your ass back in my room, Katie yelled. The cat meowed at her loudly. No, I'm not giving you any more food. Katie, why... Why is your cat on the ship? Maddie asked in a groggy voice. Well, I couldn't just leave my pets at home while we went on a space adventure. Chrissy forgets to feed them sometimes, and Ryan is here, so I'm out of options, Katie replied. Pets, <laughs> plural, Maddie said loudly. Yeah, it's no big deal. Come on, Katie said, dragging Maddie and the cat <laughs> down the hall. Katie pushed a button to open the sliding door to her room. Kate's room had a huge bed in the corner covered in a thousand stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. The TV was playing the latest episode of Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Another cat was on the edge of a bed. Three lizard tanks were in the room, along with a beta fish tank, a bowl with some frogs in it, a cage with two guinea pigs, and a series of hamster tubes built around the room. Posters of Wicked and Zootopia and Fan of the Opera lined the walls. Maddie nearly tripped over all the books and figurines Katie was still unpacking. So, what do you think of my room? Katie, how the hell did you get all of this in here? I didn't even know you had this many pets, Maddie cried out. Oh, well, you know that bag I picked up in Apocalypse's Dungeons? It's apparently the bag of infinite holding. So I basically can put as many things as I wanted there and it will fit. Katie said cheerfully as she pulled out a, a huge X-Men and Monopoly game. Oh my God. You've actually become Mary Poppins. Natty said staring at Katie's entire house in this one room. Yep. Cheeto? Katie asked pulling out a massive bag of Cheetos and a dozen Diet Mountain Dew bottles that rolled onto the floor.
0: Katie needs this actual bag though for real.
1: Okay but like she does this already. She can do this like without superpowers. Mm-hmm. I, I think we should clear clarify for the listeners she
0: usually brings multiple bags on any given trip to clarify she she just needs one bag that's an infinite bag
1: that's true uh no thank you i'm just going to take a walk and process this maddie said slowly backing out of katie's room the door sliding shut (laughs) she then stumbled over something on the ground maddie twirled around to see mystique's cloak just floating in midair she stared at it um the cloak grew two eyes and a mouth it smiled at her then giggled and twirled down the hall wait what the fuck maddie yelled but before she could follow the cloak there was the sound of logan screaming and his claws scratching on shit in the next room the door opened and logan stumbled out and just ripped up shorts and he fell to the ground gasping for air logan are you okay yeah i had a dream about weapon x and then i had to fight a ghost logan growled out Maddie peered around Logan to see that his room was completely destroyed. Logan, how did you manage to both set up and destroy your room in the past five hours? Maddie asked. (gasps) It's the best at what I do, bub. Logan replied, holding up his claws dramatically. My curse is also my gift. Logan then retreated back into his room. Maddie shook her head and knocked on Todd's door before she went inside. Todd was in the middle of a conversation with Emma, who was on the screen attached to the wall. (gasps) Oh, how lovely for your team's leader to finally join this conversation, Emma said with a bite in her voice. (laughs) I will take it that you enjoyed your beauty sleep. Sorry, I called Emma because a bunch of weird shit is going on in this ship and I felt like we needed to get something done, Todd said. (laughs) 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 Yeah, tell me about it. I need to talk to you about something about what I just saw, Todd, but it can wait. What's going on, Emma? Maddie asked. Todd and I were having a lovely conversation about our darling Charles Xavier, Emma said. (laughs) Please don't give me morning sickness hearing that name, Maddie replied. We think something's up with that dude, Todd said. Aside from the numerous times he's tried to murder us all and blame it on his psychic subconscious, we think he is hiding something, Emma said. (laughs) While it is in character for that narcissist to pry into other people's minds, it is strange that he immediately tried to mind wipe all of you. Mm. But he didn't mind wipe us, Maddie pointed out. He introduced himself and tried, but there was some kind of block in the way. That was me, darling. I had to ensure your minds were safe, even from yourselves, which was questionable at the time that I hired you, Emma said passively. <laughs> Hank, Jubilee, and Gambit only came back with half their memories intact. And Logan, it, well, he's Logan. <laughs> if you're going to tell me that Xavier's is evil, I could have told you that. And I only met the guy for five minutes, Maddie replied. Well, he didn't seem very surprised we were there, Todd pointed out. Be on guard the next time you see him, and then report whatever you find back to Tessa and myself. Now I must go. I have a glass of Chardonnay calling my name and a naked Scott Summers waiting for me in the hot tub, Emma said smiling. I can't wait to see Jean's face when she finds out. With that, Emma ended the transmission. Maddie turned to Todd. Yeah, so have you seen a flying cloak with a face floating around here, Maddie asked Todd. Wow, you are just going to point blank ask me that question, Todd responded. And no, I haven't. I want to say that's probably crazy, but there's no bar on that now. (laughs) suddenly there was a huge explosion from somewhere within the ship maddie and todd looked at each other then they raced out of the room across the ship to the kitchen where ryan was on the ground smoke billowing out of what looked like a microwave oven Mm. oh hey guys who wants pizza ryan said casually (laughs) i don't think it can get delivered out here todd replied dryly good because i don't even want any ryan said (laughs) brushing himself off ryan what the hell happened in here maddie asked Oh, well, I was using the materializer oven to make pizza. It's pretty cool, by the way. Very Star Trek or the Jetsons or Star Wars or Ryan. What happened? Maddie repeated slightly louder this time. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought it was really cool and I wanted to vlog it. So I stuck my phone in there to film it from a cool angle. I turned on the materializer oven and then the phone exploded. Ryan said. I don't know how this happened, but we're definitely not going to call on tell my parents they wouldn't believe any of this if we did. Todd reassured him. Suddenly, Logan ran into the room in even tinier, shredded up shorts with his claws out. Where is it? Where's the ghost? Logan yelled. What ghost and what are you wearing? Ryan said in a sexy voice. The ghost. It had to be the ghost. I just saw it floating through the ship. Logan yelled. I knew it was a ghost because I'm good at fighting ghosts. Ghosts! (laughs) Wow. Say it again, just in case we didn't get it the first time, Todd commented. (laughs) I think he means the floating cloak, Maddie said. It's okay, Logan. I saw it too, but I don't think it's dangerous considering what I saw. (laughs) Suddenly, Discorda projected herself in the kitchen. Not to interrupt whatever idiotic nonsense this is, but I need you all to report to the cockpit, Discorda said. Maddie helped Ryan to his feet, and they all went to the cockpit, where Katie was already waiting for them, with a lizard on her shoulder. Because why not? Mm -hmm. Hey, cockpit, Ryan said, making eyes at Logan. You're a child, Katie responded. (laughs) Discorda appeared in front of them. I have a transmission that is coming through. It's annoying, so I'm going to let all of you enjoy it instead, Discorda said. She pulled up a holographic screen, which fizzed to life to show, show an image of none other than Corsair. Hello, my name is Corsair. Corsair, remember it. I am poly and bisexual, which my son does not know and available for anyone who is single and ready to mingle, Corsair said with a wink. See, I told you it was annoying. Discord commented. <laughs> oh yeah, we know who you are, bub. And your son knows about you too, Logan replied. And he's bi too, bub. Wait, what? How do you know that, Logan? Corsair asked, genuinely shocked. No reason, Logan screamed. But you got about 10 seconds to explain why you're all the way out here calling us before I rip the cables out of this transmission. Please don't do that. I will electrocate you into consciousness, Discorda said. (laughs) No matter, I, the dashing Corsair, and his sexy crew are here to calendar your ship. That's right, we're going to be docking, Corsair (laughs) said with a wink. We are pirates after all, and this ship is now ours. There's some kind of pirates, all right, Katie muttered. <laughs> yeah, hi, Maddie here? Nice to finally meet you, but you're not getting this shit, Maddie <laughs> said. I'm the actual captain here, and I have a keytar, and I know how to use it. Well, that's just the thing, sweet thing. We've already boarded your ship, Corsair said. What? Ryan said, spinning around wildly with his camera. They all turned around to see Corsair standing there with Chode, Raza, Hepsa, and madeline from the mutant ages all sexually draped around him (laughs) corsair turned off the little device he was using to talk to them he pointed a blaster in the direction surrender the ship and we may just pleasure you before we rocket you out in space cora said with a wink Ah, hell no i just got my room all set up and everything katie said do you know how long it took to get all my frozen action figures to stand up (gasps) also madeline what are you doing here ryan said i thought you were on our our side Oh yeah, that orgy door I went through, that took me to Corsair's ship, and we had a great time. Now I'm part of their crew and we're also an RP group on Sundays and we play Vampire the Masquerade, Madeline said casually. <laughs> oh, that seems fun, Ryan said. Ryan, she's with the enemy, Maddie pointed out. Whose side are you even on, Madeline? The one that pays more, duh, Madeline replied. But honestly, I was just here for the sex and not all the fighting. That seems like a lot of work, TBH. I'm just gonna sit back and watch. <laughs> Madeline walked over to a nearby seat and lounged in it now where were we all oh, right coming out on top Surrender to your knees and we'll let you leave corsair said he looked over at discorda and let me take this baby out for a ride no. you wouldn't even be able to handle me if you tried jackass discorda responded crossing her eyes also we're not letting you take this shit maddie said arming her kitar. you pirates are out of tune i have about half my mp left and i could probably be okay with riding y'all into oblivion todd said arming his notepad And those hands, bub, I got a jar on my desk that they would look real nice and next to the bowl of apples that I eat with my claws, Logan said, (laughs) popping his claws. Oh, man, I'm going to get so many views, Ryan said cheerfully, also running over with his camera. Katie sat down next to Madeline. What the hell, Katie? Aren't you even going to help us protect the ship? And do what? I can talk to inanimate objects and possess things, but the entire spaceship is already in a life form, Katie responded. Unlike you, I'm not idiotic to run into a battle with just a camera. But yeah, sure. Go get some new subscribers. <laughs> yeah? Well, today we're going to unsubscribe to them, Ryan said dramatically. He made a badass pose in his camera and then smiled at Wolverine. I would have given you just a tip on Patreon, but I guess we're all we're going to do it the hard way, Corsair said. He pulled up his gun and loaded it. Nice knowing you. Suddenly, the cloak from before twirled its way in between the two parties and stretched out like it had two hands, stopping them from firing. Stop fighting, the cloak cried out. <laughs> Remember, you all have to be friends, but if you shoot each other, you won't be friends anymore. You have to shoot each other after you become friends so you know who your friends really are. <laughs> Everyone just stared at the floating cloak between them. Did that, did that floating cloak just start talking? Raza asked. What the fuck is happening? I'm not getting paid enough for this shit, Katie cried out. I'm Cloaky. Don't you recognize me, Mom? Clokey said. Katie looked at the cloak. Then at Maddie, then at the cloak, then at Ryan, then at the cloak. We're all seeing this, right? Katie asked. <laughs> Duh, it's me. I was Mystique's cloak for years, which was once part of Mystique. When Apocalypse's machine exploded, it hit my mom, who landed on my dad, and their powers combined and brought me to life. Cloak, <laughs> cloaky said. Wait, dad, Ryan screamed. Katie and Ryan looked at each other and gagged. Ew, they said like children. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening, Maddie said very calmly for some reason. <laughs> Todd, do you know what's happening? No, Todd said. Why are you even asking me that? It's simple, really. Mom's power is to talk to things and possess them, and Dad's powers can pause, rewind, fast forward, and play reality. He just hit that big old play button on me. (laughs) Oakley said. Everyone just stood there in silence. Can I shoot it? Corsair finally asked. (laughs) I'm not going to say no, Discorder replied. Suddenly, a bright glowing light appeared between them, and out emerged Cable? But I'm going to say no, Cable said dramatically and hot as hell. We got a future to save and we need you all to cooperate together, Cloakie included, because we're going to need all of you to infiltrate Elder Baron 5 and find the Baron to be continued. Oh my god. <laughs> Maddie's just like in whiplash. I,
0: that might be the best episode yet. I was on the edge of my seat. I really did not know what to expect moment to moment from that episode. This is, this is, it's been it's a while. It's really going some places. So like, <laughs> it's like backstory questions. makes no sense at all, but that's fine. I guess.
1: I didn't know how else to bring him to life. So we went with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad cables. Back. You, know what, it
1: makes, it, it, you know, it makes it. You know, it makes just as about as much sense as any of the weird ass episodes that we sometimes see on X Men: The Animated Series, where it's like this thing happened. It doesn't make sense, but we're just gonna go with it, kind of like Elder Baron Five. Yeah, so.
0: which I don't think Elder Baron Five was ever actually explained in the show or, or the
1: Baron. Remember? The show? Yeah, all I remember is when we watched that. You kept on screaming. I don't know what these things are, and it, we looked it up, and there's absolutely nothing behind <laughs> it. It was like some words they made up for the show.
0: But you're gonna have to come up with an explanation for the mutant age as the comic book, I guess, because oh, yeah. you've written yourself into a corner, and the only way out is to keep writing.
1: Oh, I, I I already know where it's going. Just expect a very oceans 11 montage happening at a space casino about to happen
0: oh right yeah that is your dream fan fiction i'm excited for remy to come back and help us out with the space casino. right there will
1: probably be i mean i haven't decided this but now that i said it, there will probably be zombies because like that is like how those stories went back when we were teenagers
0: mm-hmm. well this is well, very fun i'm glad
1: we recorded this this <laughs> is a good episode you can write in and tell us what you thought of this yes whatever you can this was. and we'll,
0: we'll do another listener feedback episode in a few weeks um you can write in at the mutant at gmail.com and send us an email and if you want to find all the other ways to contact us you can go to mutinages.com and on the right hand side you're going to find links to our discord server where you can ask us questions you're going to find our voicemail which is 1508 three one nine one six six eight and you can keep guessing ryan's top 20 x-men just like drake did maybe you'll even win the the honor of guessing right um, yeah
1: actually that'd be really funny if we had people write in and actually guess before we got there i was like well now we know <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah i mean i guess we could like not let people do that but you know
1: i'm gonna update my list right now and say that we've revealed that quentin choir is in number 20 there is only two characters left actually
0: What numbers are they? Number one.
1: Oh, three. Three. There's three left. There's number one, number seven, and number 18.
0: Oh, Okay, And then also we have a P.O. Box, which is P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts 01760. So you can send us physical mail if you want to.
1: That is true. You could do all those things. What else?
0: Oh, and social media. You can also tweet at us if you want to or send us messages via social media of any kind because we're on all of them at the Mutant Ages and we're individually on social media i'm at Mitty myers on pretty much every platform that exists how about you
1: i am at ryan.pagela on instagram and at ryan pagella on twitter and twitch where i am streaming uh marvel's avengers which is cool because i think we're gonna jump into the hawkeye stuff pretty soon so
0: yeah yeah that's that's that just dropped
1: yeah i just have to get through like this stupid ass fucking thing where it's like it's a campaign where like to Get to the next part of the campaign you have to collect items from random ass places and hope that it's dropped and i'm really mad at it anyway Mm -hmm. i don't know if you remember that part
0: yeah i would say that game has its moments but it also has some problems yeah that's that
1: is the consensus for me too also we have a youtube channel uh which is the mutant ages where we post well you can find that star wars stories for one but also We post all the video games of the X-Men because we were playing through the X-Men video games over there.
0: Uh, Mm -hmm. We should be continuing
1: those shortly now that both Maddie and I have settled down from all the movement we were just making in the past few weeks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, all the dancing around. There's a lot of movement. Do
1: you like actually moved? Uh, But you can find other stuff on there like Resident Evil parodies, X-Men parodies. You can see us matching up clips from this show with the actual cartoons of X-Men. Um, Mm -hmm. I also have a YouTube channel, which is Ryan Pagella. You can actually go see my whole Six Flags adventure over there. And now that the theme parks are opening up again, there's going to be a lot more of that happening uh, on that channel.
0: You can also check out our store where we have a bunch of Mutant Ages merch, like with the logo on it. And also, Time Travel is Real, the t shirt, the bag, the mug, um, designed by Madeline, aka Canvas, aka our betrayer in the Mutant Ages, the comic book.
1: I mean, is she even really a betray? A betray? Like, what she kind of showed up and she's like, I'm not even here for any of this. She's like, I'm here hilarious. for the sex and the role play.
0: Um, it was great. It was great. So, you can find the link to the store at mutantages.com, but you can also find a link to our Patreon, which is definitely worth backing because you depending on what tier level you're at you can get access to bonus episodes about one division and all kinds of other stuff like random little clips that ryan and i put up there that are like outtakes from the regular show or just backstory about our lives and there's all kinds of other tiers that you can you can check out but perhaps the most notable one for this very moment is that our highest tier patreon supporters get a shout out on the show they over sure you, do. <laughs> oh my god, over you cloakie.
1: Cloaky's like, yeah, Cloakie's easier. It's like it's like shout out to Brock, Samuel B, Soren B, and Zach S for being the true and only supporters of our show. <laughs> oh my god. It's no, like Cloakie, Cloakie, that's not true. You can't say that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but thank you for being
0: supporters of the Mutant Ages. Did I get it right, guys? More or less.
1: Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> Thanks, Clunky. You can go back in the other room.
0: Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Also, if you cannot afford to do those things, you could just give us an iTunes review or a rating on Facebook. Uh, and that also helps increase visibility of the show. Uh, you could write a review on Apple Podcasts as well if you if you oh, that's care right. to. Um, or you can just share the show with your friends on your personal social media. You can just that's share a right. link and be like, I like this show. I think it's good. And that helps us too. Do we do it?
1: I think we did. I think that's it. Um, <laughs> we are a completely fan-supported show. So thank you for listening. And anybody can support us is always a huge help to us here at the Immune Ages. And we'll see you next time. I don't know where I... I, we're not on the spaceship right now, so we're just at no. Home. We're
0: not. We're t- we're blasting off again, like Team Rocket. We're on the well, spaceship. looking can blast cable. off
1: on me again, but we did that like for three hours last night. So. <laughs> oh
0: my god! Okay, <laughs> see
1: you next time. See you next time. The